And here it's open. The smell of plastic in your nostrils takes you back to your childhood where you didn't have to worry about things like bills and buying food at the supermarket. Do I buy this yogurt or will it go off before I finish <laughs> What are you on, dude? <laughs> I'm leave you alone. <laughs> You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 337 for the week of Wednesday, the 28th of November, 2018. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... Scotty. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, for our discussion topic, we break down the Hasbro Marvel Legends Monster Venom and the Sauron Waves. Hi guys, how's it going? So this is the alternative to the um, too peppy intro. I am well, Eddie. Thank you. You're How are you? Confusing him. I'm apparently too happy that we had to redo the intro so I could be more <laughs> somber. No, uh, the the uh, redoing was not about happiness. It was about bizarreness because <laughs> you can guarantee that the um, alternative intro is going to make it into this episode now. And people can judge for themselves. And if they oh, no. feel like it was just peppy and not like um, kind of trippy, then you know, I'll, I'll bow to the greater wisdom. But I thought you sounded like you were on a children's Tri- show. Trippy. Is, trippy. is trippy still a word? But, mm. What do you mean? Do of words, it's still a word. Do words disappear? Well, yeah, go out of fashion. Is it still not a that thing? I'm, you know, well, taking a shot at Scotty's age or anything. <laughs> Give me, like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've had a bit of a day of it, so please go right ahead. Um, <laughs> hip old chap? Yeah, basically, yeah, I was like, Hello, ho. My dentures. Uh, <laughs> yes. Let's go lift our triangle weights, Thaddeus. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we count our money on the abacus and walk to school barefoot in the snow. Get off my lawn, you damn kids. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Normally and we're ben, snippy I, with each other at the end of the episode, not at the beginning. So yeah. maybe we'll be maybe we'll be pleasant at the, the start. Going to be one of those episodes. Let's just be honest up front. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Ben, how are you doing? Oh yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Not a uh, a whole lot to uh, report. Uh, can't think of anything meaningful. It's uh, very average and ordinary, which uh, is pretty much how I like it. And what about you, Mister Scotty? What have you been up to? Um, I have been. Uh, working. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, working. I could have said that. Um, the uh, yeah, well, yeah, our new product launch is happening. It's really exciting. Um, so lots of stuff going on. Um, but also in the um personal uh department, my eldest child has finished school. She graduated. She's <laughs> been had a valedictory dinner. She's dressed up. I had to dress up. Um, yeah. yeah, and. Even though I was like, why, why is why are you letting this happen? She's only five. They let her graduate. So, um, and that's <laughs> why so you're wearing your morning suit. 
No, no, I was. I'm really happy for her. Like you know, she's ready. She's super ready for the kind of next phase of life, and um, she has gone off by well with a friend um, uh, to for two weeks away. So. Uh, which is well deserved. So oh, I'm pretty nice. proud of her. Yeah. Mm. So, but it's it really is kind of one of those like milestoney things where you're like, man, like I, just, mm. I feel like <laughs> you know the the kind of just you know old. Oh, remember when you were born? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Far out, man. <laughs> no. What about you, Mister Eddie? Have you graduated anything recently? Uh yeah, about ten years ago. Finally got around to doing that. Uh, what's been going on with me? Uh, I, I did uh, become official this, this week at my theatre company that I will be directing the Adams Family musical next year. Oh, cool. uh, so I have been spending most of my time trying to work out cheap tricks and theatricalities, <laughs> uh, which, which should be very fun to do. But apart from that, I've had very little... Uh, free time, except for this will actually lead us into acquisitions. Um, I had a window of about three hours uh, <laughs> on Saturday morning uh, mm. in which I discovered that uh, one of the Australian retailers managed to get in some San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. <laughs> and I decided to use my three hours of free time to hop on a train and travel halfway across the state uh, because these exclusives were only available in store. Uh, so I managed to pick up uh, finally the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, based on the 1990 uh, film in six inch scale and they are glorious. I do not regret making that trip whatsoever. <laughs> I don't regret you making that trip either. <laughs> yes. I did uh, also pick up uh, the predator Rick Hawkins figure, AKA Shane Black. So uh, I know both you and I were very uh, happy to grab that to add just yeah. the second member of. Yeah. It's only the <laughs> second. Thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you rock. <laughs> I'm going about my day ferrying children to various activities and doing all the usual stuff that I do, and I get this message out of nowhere going, how much do you love me? <laughs> I went, um, lots and lots, and, and then I get a photo of Mr. Hawkins. So thank you, uh, good <laughs> buddy. Nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be some benefit um, to, you know, having friends in the – Got to look after each other, that's for sure. Being able to send messages instantly rather than, you know, smoke signals from when I was young and pigeons and, yeah. And what about you guys? Pick race? Uh, I, um, when my Mythic Legions uh, version 2 Kickstarter box arrived, uh, I was actually... I was kind of excited, obviously, because um, they're pretty amazing figures. But then I was a bit disappointed because uh, what was in the box wasn't what I expected. And then I realized, and Scotty can't help but you know, comment here, but I went and checked my spreadsheet and there was some... Um, we need yes, people you like much. you, Ben. <laughs> you know, um, we, we need people in the world like you to kind of keep track of things and that's you know, right. all, all, that's all the right. counting. 
That's right. Well, what I tend to do with these sort of things is I put everything into a spreadsheet and the the price, and then I do the sum, and I see how much it is and go, oh, that's just depressing, and then I remove things until it gets to a number that I go, yep, that's that's doable. Uh, And for some reason, I had it in my mind that some of the things in the spreadsheet were on their way, but I had actually taken them out uh, right. back back in the day just to sort of keep the cost down. So I went, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm still getting a bunch of figures and that's cool. But just like uh, the previous Mythic Legions, obviously the Four Horsemen end up with some leftovers and so they have a follow-up sale. And that was yesterday and uh, I picked up uh, another couple of figures uh, from that, which was actually really cool. And uh, in a weird Twilight Zone type situation. When I got to the shipping option, there were three different options, and FedEx was the cheapest. <laughs> uh, just it's like, oh, okay, should I choose FedEx or should I go for the the more expensive USPS option that'll take six times as long? Mm, I might have to think about this. So I don't know what was going on there. So, anyway, that was my major acquisition. <laughs> what about you, Mister Scotty? Anything? Oh, the peculiarities of post, isn't it? I'm, I'm yeah, I know uh, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I'm help. I've been helping this guy in the states who is like the partner of a a, a girl I went to high school with, actually. Like, and um, you know, he's a really keen pop collector, and you know, we're really spoiled here in Australia with exclusive pop vinyls and Funko stuff. Um, because for whatever I don't know how it worked out that they all get released everywhere here. Um, but yay. And so there's <laughs> stuff that it's like impossible for him to get at a reasonable price. And mm. when I can, I try and you know, help him out. And, but then he, and I've said, you know, a lot of people, fair enough, don't want to post stuff overseas. Um, and uh, so I've said, you know, if you buy something or, you know, get something from a Facebook group or whatever, they can send it to me. Um, if you, uh, if you want, and uh, gosh, people can just be obnoxious, um, like, in, mm. and, and and difficult. And so some of the things that he's kind of been through with, just things like, yes, I'd like to buy that, um, you know, pop vinyl, and could you send this to my my friend? And uh, sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's just it's not not it's not fun seeing the all the icky bad sides of human behavior. Um, well, I, I think eBay in general is just pretty ordinary. I mean, there's been times where I've been looking at an item and, you know, it's the size of a matchbox, but postage is $87. And yeah. you send a message going, oh, hi, I'm really interested in buying this, but for some reason the postage is actually coming up as being $87, and I think that just seems a little bit much. And then you get some really generic message coming back, uh, comes back from the seller going, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> and you go, oh, okay. Well, thanks very much for that. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It, well, then you get the, the – I think that there's a um, – probably a tendency, you know, when you are kind of doing overseas pricing, like you don't want to get ripped off. You may or may not be able to, um, you know, you, sometimes you, you can like put – weight and dimensions in etc um and get a calculation but um the the i know like for myself if i'm like prepared to send something overseas i kind of do just a ballpark like i think this is you know what it would cost um and yeah, if I, yeah. 
you know, and then if I lose out of that, oh well. Um, if it ends up costing less, I'll I'll refund it. You know, like even if it's you know just a, a dollar or whatever, I just kind of you know I, I like I will I'll just do a PayPal refund for that. Um, but yeah, 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 exactly. People are jerks. Um, I all I got this week uh, was oh brain fart. Um, the uh, there's something I'm missing, but I got the figures out of the Marvel Legends, but there whatever I don't know that is wave. Um, what is that even? <laughs> What wave? Spider? Yeah, but it's not spelled like that. And you know me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we all just say spider for lack of a, a better understanding. Wrong. You're wrong, as usual. Wrong. Um, it's sp- it, 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 der. Um Well, you know, I, it's a slash, so you could go spishlister. Yeah, The figures I wanted out of that, I have got the Dr. Octopus Electra Cloak and Dagger. Um I have no need to build that build a figure and I don't need can't remember what the other figures are, but I didn't want them. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I'm missing something, but oh well. Um and that's life. <laughs> what about you, Eddie? Uh well apart from the big turtle set, I've uh, been on a bit of a NECA kick, so I got um a few more of the NECA it figures, uh some of uh, Predator and oh, I did uh, finally get my hands on uh, an alien from uh, Alien Defiance, which the artwork was done by local oh. Melbourne artist and mate Tristan Jones. So uh, very happy to finally get uh, that in the collection. And Sweet. I did that weird thing where, uh, as we mentioned, I helped assist Ben to uh, procure a figure. So. Ben, being the gentleman he is, uh, PayPal'd me some money for it, and then I had money in my PayPal account. Now, rather than being <laughs> a logical person and thinking, wow, I've got this money that I've taken out of my spending account, I should just pop this back into my spending account, and that's all even. In my mind, I was like, well, I have all this extra free money in my PayPal account. I should go and spend this on eBay somewhere. And I found a... Um, Last year's San Diego Comic-Con exclusive alien figure, uh, the Sewer Mutation Alien, which is a big yellow alien that's based off an episode of the Turtles animated series. And I thought, well, that's appropriate since I just got the NECA Turtles to get a NECA alien that's based off uh, this series. So I just thought the stars aligned too much and it was the same amount that Ben had PayPal'd me. So I was just like, <laughs> there we go. It's all that. Meant Rather happen. than yeah, being logical and saving, I... Yeah, just just used Love weird it. collector Hello. logic to rather than being logical. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just I I get it. Sometimes it's like you know that PayPal money is like you know you can just kind of treat it like fake money. Um, yeah, and like it really isn't. You really should like it, that is actually money. But there you go. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of toys shall we jump into our main topic we should totally jump let's do that okay so coming up after a well-deserved break uh we'll be heading into our discussion topic of the week if you like listening to podcasts there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well to make it easy for you our sponsor audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash af blues 
A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of the Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, depending on how you felt about the movie, doesn't really seem to matter because probably the biggest thing at the box office this second half of the year has been Venom, which just uh, as we record this uh, surpassed Wonder Woman uh, in the superhero box office chart. So uh, clearly there is Hmm. a lot of popularity in this character from the early 90s created by David Michelini and Todd McFarlane. So much so that he has finally gotten a whole wave uh, to himself in Marvel Legends, no longer relegated to being a side player to Spider-Man. So we're going (laughs) to dive in and talk about uh, this whole set, starting off with his main enemy, Carnage. Uh, So, boys, the Carnage figure... How are we feeling? Sigh. <laughs> so we we we'll do one disclaimer. You know, is that as <laughs> has been referenced on occasion in this podcast, Ben has particular feelings about repeat characters, um, and they are they are uh, Ben centric views, um, but he's allowed to have them. Um, so please, <laughs> please no hate mail. Um, yeah, yes, um, other people out there who never had a chance to buy these characters before, you are allowed to be excited about them. Yeah, it's okay. It's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I have grown as a person and a collector these last <laughs> kind of twelve months, and I think you know you've, you've you make a good point that some people weren't around in two thousand and three. Uh, you know, to get Beast or something like that and, you know, commands good money on the secondary market. But it's not like the carnage that we got was that long ago. Uh, you know, you, you're talking about a Hasbro Spider-Man wave that wasn't wasn't exactly 10, 12 years ago. No, no, it no. was actually it was, pretty it recent. Was four years ago. Oh, my God. Oh, Which... no, look, I mean, I, look, I, I think that there is a, there's a point here because I am – in symbiote overload, um, yes. and so like I, it's there's a there's a a principle that we're talking about, but then for sure there's this one and there's you know other carnage stuff coming up soon, and it's like oh wow, um, but I think you know this we have to understand the commercials of this sort of thing that yep they've got to cater for collectors, but then they also have to cater for um, you know making sure that there's stuff that sells so that people that retailers want to keep carrying the line and there's no there's no arguing that things like the symbiotes and your you know mc major mcu characters and that sort of thing sell um and that if that means that uh i can get a songbird um or you know a universe builder character that you know might end up as a bit of a peg warmer i'll take it yeah it's all good man which um, I will actually state um, that I 
uh, probably came the closest to feeling like Ben with this figure. This was the figure that I was most like, do and keep in mind, I am pretty much a completionist uh, when it comes to Marvel Legends. I think I've only got two things left uh, to pick up this year, and I've picked up every Marvel Legend figure uh, that has come out. And this was one I was really close to being like, oh, do I actually really need this? Now, luckily, uh, after its announcement, they did show that he was going to have swappable heads, so we'd get the Cletus Cassidy heads as well as the swappable hands so we can have things such as the guillotine blade and bigger claw hands. But uh, he is the figure that is most just uh, as as close as one could imagine to a straight-up re-release that we were getting. He's got slightly shinier paint uh, than the original 2014 release. Uh, But that said, if I kind of step back a little bit and – I, I do think, you know, it was four years ago now, just even a little bit over because it came out at the beginning of the year, um, the original one, and it was a rare figure back then. He was one of the harder ones to find of that wave. You know, there, there probably would be a fair few collectors that didn't have him in the collection, and he is a major character when it comes to the symbiote brand, which this wave of figures uh is about so i can definitely understand why they included him uh, i'm just not personally excited for it um I, I guess my because that last carnage uh is not a like a super easy figure to come by now um in at a, at a reasonable price right like yep. it's not and um so and having, chances are if you do find it at a reasonable price it's a knockoff there's a lot of yeah. uh, chinese knockoffs of this yeah. guy so, interestingly, because my my reaction to this wave when it was originally solicited was amazing. I only need to buy one figure, um, which and uh, it was actually the Carnage figure that made me go, oh, maybe I'll have a look at these, just because to me, you know, it's good looking. It's got some fun. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tenderly, you know, stuff happening, which is fun, and also uh, the unmasked head I think is actually great. Um, and so that was a bit of a, uh, it was a bit of a draw card for me. And then it was a slippery slope then to ending up owning the whole wave. Um, <laughs> but I think they should be renamed the tendril wave. Um, cause there's, mm. there's a lot of tendrils happening here. I, I think, you know, I was re I've been reading amazing Spider-Man nonstop for many, many years. And, Uh, I was actually buying it off the shelf when Venom was introduced. Uh, And, you know, this was back before there was lots of internet chatter and all that sort of stuff uh, to to spoil things. And the introduction of Venom came as a shock to me. It really blew me away um, what I was looking at. And so I thought, you know, that introduction to Venom, the way, you know, he was stalking Mary Jane, et cetera, et cetera, and he was a a bigger, nastier version of Spider-Man was all incredibly interesting, you know, and the way it tied in with the the symbiote, et cetera. And so I really was taken with Venom and I thought, what a, what a great character, um, you know, really uh, a right-hand sort of turn from, you know, his traditional villains, et cetera, Spider-Man's villains. Um, and then sort of fairly hot on the heels, we got Carnage and I really just didn't take to him at all. Uh, I just thought, you know, you can take a... Uh, a, a guy who's not 
you know, he's not a villain villain in terms, you know, Eddie Brock just wanted to get even with Peter Parker. Um, and so it's like, hey, let's do the same thing again, only we'll put a serial killer in an outfit. And I thought, and I just, I never took to Venom. I thought it was a, a stupid idea then, and I, I haven't changed my mind. Um, and I mean, you know, this this character is almost uh, an exact reproduction of the the Ultimate Green Goblin one. I mean, the buck is largely the same; it's got the same hands. Even the tendrils, the way they come off of um, his shins, etc., are exactly the same as the other ones. So, uh, you know, it's 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 a lot to ask people to commit to a figure just to get a builder figure piece and an unmasked head um i mean these sorts of characters i don't tend to display unmasked you know i mean characters have a specific and definitive look to them so uh, while it's great um, i'm not someone who does a lot of toy photography and i'll be swapping heads all the time so you know this head will go straight into the uh, the box of spares um but it 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 doesn't actually feel like there's anything particularly new and exciting i'm, I'm looking at this figure and his torso and his arms are two different colors so uh, you know i don't know what's going on there so not even kind of giving us a, a good paint job um i can see from where it goes from his thighs up to his hips are two different colored plastic so it's i don't know i, I just yeah and uh, this is a horse that I've uh, of a dead horse that I've flogged many times, um, and I don't think Hasbro is particularly driven by a figure that is hard to get. Um, I think it's it's more about just that that brand recognition. You know, they need the Batman and the Supermans uh, to sell a wave, and I think that's Venom and Carnage, and that's why he's back in there again. But um, yeah, look, uh, it is what it is for me. Uh, so n- not not being an owner of any other carnages, um, I are like to me, I think that it's great fun. Um, when you said that it's it's like it's exactly like another figure, I thought did you say Ultimate Green Goblin? Uh, the, it's the Ultimate Green Goblin wave that the original Carnage came in. Oh, got it, got yep. it, got it. I was like, yep. what? I'm confused. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. The uh, so, one one rebuttal I'd, I'd have to that, and this is potentially controversial and i'm someone who the symbiote characters are some of my probably least favorite uh at marvel uh before the venom film came out i went back and reread the first appearance of venom and the first appearance of carnage and this might be sacrilegious i think in retrospect viewing those books as um just comics by themselves I actually think the Carnage story, which is con- often considered horrible, is actually the better told um, <laughs> comic than the McFarlane <laughs> uh, comic. Uh, I, I think that, like, when you look at the core concept and ideas, the Venom one is better. But uh, there's a lot of weirdness in that 300th episode uh, issue. <laughs> Venom comes in on them, just like well, I don't know if this whole. I yeah, I. I think there's some rose-coloured glasses <laughs> when people compare these <laughs> stories, but um, <laughs> definitely as the 90s went on uh, is uh, where <laughs> these guys got their much worse uh, reputations uh, mm-hmm. from. Uh, but speaking of characters with a lot of reputations, let's go to one that has very little, so much so that... Um, uh, and speaking of comic books, I generally consider myself very well read, uh, and uh, it's extremely rare 
that Hasbro will reveal a figure that has me going, wait, who's this? Uh, and uh, in, in fact, this is the only time I, I can think of it happening, and that's Poison. Uh, so he is the all-white figure with the big tendrily uh, black spider coming off of him. Uh, so much so that uh, when this figure was announced, I immediately went out and picked up uh, the issues from the story that he was from uh, called Venomized. Uh, and he's actually Peter Parker from an ultimate, uh, alternate dimension uh, where he's being covered in this symbiote creature known as poison uh, that's kind of dimension hopping. And the poisons are basically a predator to symbiotes. They kind of feast and consume uh, symbiotes. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much as deep as the story goes. Uh, <laughs> this is just one of those, like, I have no idea who this is and don't care, but this is a cool toy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One it is some great design, uh, stuff going, uh, on here. I am surprised that they spent so much tooling on a very yeah. unknown character. Yeah. That blew me away as well. I was trying to the, the way you put those grooves running through the torso. I'm going, have yeah. they stolen parts off of an Iron Man figure? Like, is this a a reused suit of armor in places? And there, was, there has uh, to be and, and, another use for that because particularly the all of the yeah. um, tooling on the back. No way they would do that for a one-off figure. Surely. Um, well, we shall see. I mean, I think yeah. those forearms could probably be reused. Uh, as well but oh, i mean i'm like you scotty um to me this was a yeah, I, I know i agree completely eddie i had to go who i just assumed he was one of the uh you know one of the symbiote crew um from you know maximum carnage clonage countdown i don't know what it was called um but yeah then <laughs> i looked him up and went countdown. oh can I phone a friend? Oh, oh. Can I phone a symbiote friend? <laughs> that's exactly so, right so yeah i was quite surprised that he's an old, old but that I actually read the Wikipedia article and uh, do I put this guy on the hero shelf or the the villain <laughs> shelf? I'm, I'm so confused. He's, and, he's a villain. Yeah, villain shelf. But look, he falls into he ticks all the boxes for me of universe building. Um, obviously, you know, would I have preferred uh, another sort of Spider-Man related bad guy? Yeah, absolutely. I can think of ten off the top of my head that uh, I'd prefer. But you know, he does fit the bill for me as a as a you know a universe builder and he'll yeah go onto my shelf uh, the um the chest emblem with the amazing tendrils that i just mm. love that you know it's really um like it, it's just so striking you know like so great um great design first of all from whoever designed the character um but then really great use of um that in the figure and again i'm i'm like you i really spent some time looking at all the tooling here and thinking i don't recognize some of these pieces but they surely cannot be just for this i love the little silver tips on the mm, um, things know, things on his <laughs> like gloves whatever they are yeah, his forearm nice. thingies yeah that's yeah. really cool uh don't yeah. love the black stamp number thing on the back which obviously has to be a compliance thing <laughs> because mm. otherwise i wouldn't do it but uh, i really like how this figure could be quite dull um you know it would have been a, an easy cop out for hasbro to mm. just cast this guy in a particular colored plastic and be done with it but 
Um, he's actually got this kind of lovely pearl paint um, over him, and I'm, I'm sort of trying to think of another figure that actually has that sort of pearl effect to the paint. I've got mine under quite strong light at the moment, and, uh, yeah, it actually pops quite nicely, and those little sort of silver highlights along the ridges mm. of the suit are um, quite nice as well. So, I mean, yeah, for, for what he is, he's actually quite a toyetic character. Oh, I hate that word. Um, the, the, toyetic. Yeah, no, uh, you know, it's like I, I have used it on occasion, but um, it's like one of those, like, not a word words. Um, <laughs> what You know the, the new GameStop exclusive um, Spidey? Yep, the game verse. Uh, yeah. Have you got that yours yet, Eddie? No, I, I do have it on pre-order, and I expect uh, I my store should get it by Friday. Mm. I wonder if I wonder what kind of sculpting he's got. Uh, he he's just sort of a basic um, design with uh, the paint over. I believe I don't believe he's got okay. brand new sculpt. I could be I could be wrong, uh, not having him in hand uh but he does look like he's uh the uh so once we sort of get back to him the the x-men deadpool uh that buck okay fairly confident he's just that buck painted all right well watch this space for that sculpt because it's got to come back (laughs) surely who is next in our alphabetical stroll through the symbiotes Next, we're already in the S's here, uh, and it is Scream. So she's the probably the most famous female uh, symbiote. She comes out of the '90s comic Lethal Protectors, uh, which yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and I really don't know that much about her. The symbiotes in the later '90s just all kind of blurred. Uh, together, she is, I think, probably more famous for being visually striking than <laughs> really being much of a character. <laughs> um, but uh, I am, I do really like the head sculpt that they've given her here with sort of the more tendrilled hair uh, than just straight up uh, yeah. coloured hair. And uh, she is a striking figure. She does stand out. Her hair's heavy. Yeah, it looked like it would hurt you too if you tried to hug her. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot happening there. Um, I can't get mine to stand up. Really? Mm, She could like almost bend over before she was standing. It's very odd. Normally, that that's my problem, but mine actually stands up. Mm. Um, Well, again, this is another one of those like I don't really you know know or care who this is, but. Uh, fun. I mean, I don't think you know. A lot of these are probably not going to hang around in my collection. They'll you know end up uh, getting sold to buy things I want more. Um, but they're they're fun. That the and this is one of those um, fun, but like kind of terrifying. Um, I wonder. I, I know you, they use a, a template to apply the paint, but the nature of the the gold, which is actually like a metallic gold under the light, so it's not just a a yellowy gold that's got metallic. I love and then, how you're so committed to this that you've got like lighting set up to inspect the. It's <laughs> but the way they've blotched the brown on um, the gold paint, I, I actually wonder whether there's a um, uh, a raw shark uh, thing happening, and you know, no two are exactly alike <laughs> with the the blotching Ooh, effect. Mm. 
Maybe Gertie's so getting all kind of, you know, um, yeah. impressionist on us. Like, yeah. 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 I feed you butterflies. <laughs> uh, so these hands, w- have we seen them before? They're the carnage hands. Yeah. Oh, really? Green okay. goblin carnage hands. Interesting. So they're not, they're not kind okay. of female centric. No. Symb- yeah, okay, got it. No. He's got fairly, he's a fairly thin framed, so it's sort of. So, Eddie, I mean, I mean, this, she, she falls into, you know, the same as Poison, I guess, in that um, uh, I never asked for her, um, never really sort of wanted her, but, you know, she's a, a, a fun figure to have, visually appealing, not toyetic, just visually appealing. Um, and she'll go on my my shelf of villains, and I guess from that kind of era where they you know went beyond carnage and introduced a um, a bunch of new symbiotes. Is there anybody still outstanding? Off- yes, I, yes. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to probably, research this because I had no idea who these guys were. So that's the only reason I know. Uh, probably the biggest one that we are waiting on because he's the villain of the multi-million dollar successful movie is uh, <laughs> um, who's kind of like a steely blue version of Venom without the spider symbol. Uh, mm. And a fun toy fact, uh, even though his name was said a lot in the movie, he was such a no-nothing character in the comics that the name Riot actually comes from his 90s Toy Biz action figure. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, there you go. Have we had Phage? No, we haven't had Phage either. Um, and there's a weird, I forget the name of it, but there's a point that they all merge into one symbiote. It's like when that kid would mess up your Play-Dohs by mushing them all together. Because <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's actually something like 25 symbiote characters before you're getting into just the era where they're like, oh, and what if we put a symbiote on Deadpool and... Yeah. Wolverine and Doctor Strange and Nova and uh, we'll put it on a T-Rex and we'll put it over. It's yeah, the, See, a, everyone's just depressing knowing that they could potentially be in the works. I think, <laughs> I think actually that a number of these like Scream are, are like Riot, where they didn't have a name in the comics. They actually were named in the yeah. toys first, and then it came into the comics. I believe Scream was named in the comics because she ended up being a bit more of a main character than the other ones were. Yeah. The other ones were just kind of, yeah. Like, I don't think Lasha was named in the comics who we got earlier Scream, this I'm year. Just reading, I'm reading Wikipedia and it says that the yellow symbiote was first named Scream in the Planet of the Symbiotes toy line. Oh, there and, we go. So- and Lasher as well. And then that was, and then it rolled back into the comics mm. and right and riot as you said um f- but yeah crazy oh man there's a lot of them god blah. why can't yeah. we have like you know the serpent more serpent society i want anaconda yeah. <sighs> wouldn't that be amazing don't get me started on unfinished teams don't <laughs> get me started don't Refer i'm going on mute now episode <laughs> speaking of getting fan demanded characters our next character is probably uh, one of the most divisive figures uh, <laughs> to 
come out uh, in a long time. Uh, and he's hugely fan popular, but uh, the way Hasbro have done him uh, has led to a lot of differing opinions. And that's Spider-Ham, uh, mm-hmm. Peter Porker. Uh, which is, uh, I'm very excited. I really got a soft spot for this character, despite not reading a lot of his initial run. I just sort of like him when he's turned up in things like Spider-Verse or weird little Deadpool comics and (laughs) bits and pieces. So uh, I was very happy to get him. I I, I have nothing but a hunch feeling to go on here. I feel like he was originally intended to be an accessory and somewhere along the budgeting, he became a figure onto himself because uh, he's not overly heavily articulated, uh, particularly the lower uh, portion of him (laughs) has no articulation. There Mm. isn't really a lot in terms of paint budgeting uh, going on. It would have been nice if he had the web lines, uh, painted on him like he's generally depicted. Uh, so I do feel like somewhere, even though the webs are sculpted onto him, uh, I, I do feel like somewhere along the line here, he went from being something to being another thing here in this set, whether a character got pulled, whether certain characters were more expensive than they originally thought, whether he was meant to be in something else entirely. And they were just looking for a way to bulk out uh, this set. Uh, yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, the amount of tooling that would have been required to create uh, a fully articulated figure to suit, you know, like a buck to actually suit this character uh, just, just would have been cost prohibitive. There's very little. I mean, maybe could have made it a, a bit more generic um, I mean, I was looking at his boots in particular, and they've actually got the webs um, sculpted into them, uh, which I thought was interesting uh, because from the waist down, you probably could get away, or even to a certain extent, without his hands. Um, you could have potentially reused this body, I don't know, to, to do, you know, kid characters, Hardy, Leech, maybe, you know, new Franklin mm. Richards or someone like that, some power pack. Um, you know, a lot of people would like power pack figures, but yeah. So the fact that they have sculpted the webs into, well, pretty much everywhere that's red, um, you know, his chest, the top of his belt, even on that, uh, on his, um, his hips is all sculpted. Um, I, I'm really disappointed this figure doesn't have more articulation. I really never thought we'd see a day where we would have a Spider-Ham figure. And I know a lot of the character selection is driven um, pretty heavily by what's happening either in the MCU or what's happening in the comics. And um, Spider-Ham actually, you know, has been uh, around in the comics more recently. And the fact that, you know, they managed to drag him into, you know, 616 proper with, um, you know, the, the, the Spidey crossovers and whatnot is, is exciting. Um, I mean, he, you know, he was a parody character and, you know, I, I I played with this guy for a bit to try and get him into a cool pose, and eventually I actually got him looking pretty cool. I thought, and you know, I was looking at the snout, and of course, the snout, the tip of his snout, um, you know, uh, represents that that Spidey logo, like when Spidey used to shine his his light off of his his belt and whatnot. It's just a fun figure. I I really like it, and I'm 
more than happy to have you know this guy in my collection over you know uh, a redo or or anything like that like um yeah I, I think the good uh is better than the bad it's an interesting uh in terms of the price point for that size of a figure and I mean, yes you're getting the biggest builder figure parts and an extra head but i, I think it it is kind of pushing it in terms of uh charging for that you know like to me i'm not a have kind of no love for peter pork sorry um so <laughs> having that ha- you like him that, or you're wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. hilarious. now speaking of the extra head that he comes with you know they mm. could have uh given him a unmask Peter Pork ahead or something like that. Uh, but they gave him a head that fits in with the Venom theme of the wave, and it's the Venom counterpart uh, from the Marvel animal world, and that's Pork Rind, uh, <laughs> which is basically a pig with the symbiotes on, or maybe more of a warthog. Um, mm-hmm. And this head does fit and sort of match up uh, perfectly well with the Venom uh, body. And Pork Rind is meant to stand uh, pretty much towering over Peter Porker. Uh, so it does, it does not exactly, but probably as close as one could imagine. I don't think anyone would have ever guessed we would be getting a Pork Rind figure uh, <laughs> anytime soon. And technically didn't, we just got the head. But uh, considering that Hasbro probably won't be making him, uh, anytime soon it's it's a good <laughs> alternative and a good way to give uh a villain for your, your spider ham to face off with so much so i might have actually brought a uh third venom figure just to put this head on <laughs> where did you take it i took it to the counter <laughs> to purchase excellent, uh, excellent. Well, no shoplifting <laughs> who's next Next, we have Typhoid Mary, uh, star of Season 2, Iron Fist, and a character for the longest time I had just assumed was a Deadpool villain uh, until I'd learned that she actually appeared in Daredevil uh, first by Innocenti. So I I have a very uh, big soft spot for this villain. She's part of the early Joe Kelly run, which is my favorite comic run of all time. Uh, and she definitely is a horrible villain uh, <laughs> in that uh, run. Uh, so I am very excited to finally get a uh, six-inch uh, Marvel Legend Typhoid Mary. Yeah, I'm... I'm pretty happy with this figure. I got the Vault figures when they came out many, many years ago, the pre-Marvel Legends series that lasted one wave and three figures um, (laughs) along with uh, Ultron and Stegron. Um, And I got Typhoid Mary from uh, from that. And so she's been in my collection for a long time, but she is incredibly small. And she's posed in a weird way that when she stands, her legs are really far apart and that makes her even smaller. So you've got to really kind of make her quite prominent in your collection if you want her to be seen. Um, but, you know, I, I can't begrudge people getting, you know, this character. She's a great Daredevil villain, um, you know, John Romita Jr. I've got fond memories of reading those Daredevil issues. And, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a chance for, for someone else to... Um, Get typhoid, and this is not my favourite costume. <laughs> I to get typhoid. Prefer, 
I, I prefer her original costume. Um, but yeah, I'll probably be swapping out the uh, the vault version for this one. So, and I think she's the first. Oh no, I was going to say Carnage has got the the side. I was going to say the first character that actually has a, an accessory uh, as well. So, because apparently she's now pyrokinetic. Yeah, she's had that for a while. Mm. Yeah, so the um, the vault figure that that wasn't her original costume either, though, was it? The oh, it was the sort of the mini skirt type thing going. Okay, okay. Um, With the straps everywhere, which is largely maintained in a new yeah. thing. She's still yeah. got the uh, yeah. you know the stockings and the leather and all that sort of thing. Yeah, th- this looks more the Bendis Daredevil run, I believe. Mm. At least uh, that's where I sort of remember her first wearing this style. Yeah, I, and I I think that um this is a great figure. My one uh minor gripe is the blank facial expression and um, which I, I feel like Hasbro does way too often with the female characters um where you know you just kind of like she's very pretty but she also just kind of looks like oh hello you know not not like anything's kind of happening there um but I love the hair sculpt I, I'm trying to think of if we've seen this before I don't think we've seen the hair no. I mean a lot of times we have to question whether we've seen the hair or the head because um, yeah. Hasbro can, you know, swap swap them out now. But it, it could be just me, but the way she's painted, she's got almost a, an Asian appearance. Yes. So, um, I, yeah. you know, I wonder whether yeah. there's, you know, there's some obvious reuse. But Eddie, I don't have the the Netflix figures, and I'm just wondering how much of um, her costume is actually we've seen before, like the the leather jacket, etc. I don't think we've seen the leather. Like, that's not the only female with the leather jacket would be Jessica, um, Jessica Jones, and this isn't because of the pauldrons. Mm. Um, she, yeah, she doesn't have that. It could potentially be the Jessica Jones arms, though, Yep. Uh, yep. to run through uh, that side. But, uh, yep. yeah, that, the um, crop top uh, isn't on any of the Netflix ones. Yeah, I was looking at her, well, what, is, what is it, a bodice or something like that that covers her torso, and it kind of screams White Queen. Yeah. White Queen. Well, there's, there's rumours of one coming, so it could mm. be. Mm. But I can't see Emma wearing those pants. With that <laughs> well, that'll be interesting as to which version it is, whether it's the white, you know, the white pants with the white, um, the white top. Mine... My only sort of real criticism, you know, with this film, I mean, I, I think she's come together really well. Um, obviously, you know, they've kind of kit-bashed her um, out of bits that they plan to reuse extensively. I mean, I can see that jacket being, you know, reused again and again. Same with her sort of corset top. I think the white corset top, you know, um, could be reused for White Rabbit, the Spider-Man yeah. villain, White Rabbit. But um, mine actually just doesn't have the best paint on it um where the white sort of corset is and between like where her belly button uh is you know the paint is actually pretty dodgy where the flesh tones reach the black of of her belt and i i know there's limitations in the way we can apply things but the way the holes in her stockings have been executed they've actually just painted the flesh color over the top of the stockings instead Mm -hmm. so instead of getting these kind of frayed 
frayed ends where, you know, you can see where the stockings have actually, um, you know, snapped uh, and, and that sort of thing. It's not it, – it's all too clean. Um, and I just think that's a – yeah, oh, it's not – Not enough wear. Mm. No, it just doesn't – yeah. It's not a, a good effect. Um, I don't, yeah, don't like it. But um, still, you know, I'm I'm happy to get her. I think she's, yeah, as I said, she's come together well out of the bits that they're obviously going to reuse extensively. Okay, so let's jump into the main man of the wave, and that is Venom. Uh, so very similar to Carnage, this is basically... Uh, a re-release of was it Absorbing Man that Venom, the original uh, modern so Venom I came have no with. Idea. I, <laughs> I I want to say it was Absorbing Man that uh, <laughs> that one came through. If I'm wrong, please email in. Uh, it's, um, and he's actually more recent than the Carnage figure was. Uh, so I do have very similar feelings. Uh, that I stated with Carnage, but I do think I prefer this version over that one that we got, uh, even though that one had a cool tongue uh, head and a <laughs> smiling head. I actually much prefer this new sculpt for the smiling head where the mouth is open. It's a bit more 3D in effect. There's... Um, you know, the, the teeth are sort of sculpted outwards rather than just being a smile with gritted teeth uh, kind of look. And we also get a Eddie Brock head, which when initially shown looked way too big for his body. Uh, <laughs> and it is big. It's, um, it is based on the Todd McFarlane design, but I don't think it's as bad in person when you have it on his head. I don't know. And you've got mm, that I don't know. Head. Slop on. I'll go look at Todd McFarlane's yeah, art. They're, yeah. they're not human proportions. They're, no, that's that's very true. But Marvel Legends have never been about artist inspired. No, like you know, uh, you, you're not yeah. getting these classic characters that are done exactly the way Kirby drew them. Um, they're meant to be generic. So look, it it just doesn't. Yeah, I think that this is just horrible. Like it looks like a. I'm like, oh, they took a small soldier's head and. <laughs> you know, left it on to Marvel Legends, like because just the whole exaggerated eyebrows, the um, uh, the yeah, boo, no. Look, I I'm going to give Hasbro a free pass on this one. Yes, um, you know we discussed what? at the beginning. I know, Hilarious. I know. Give me, let me, let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, aside from the obvious, you know, it's a Venom wave. You've got to sell Venom. Um. You know, one of the things that actually killed Masters of the Universe, the original series from the 80s, was that they were pumping out so many new characters um, and the new characters weren't selling. And when they finally kind of worked out why and it was too late, um, they realised that, well, kids were walking in and going, well, that's all really great that we can get this guy who's got a, like a, a giant metal elephant head, um, but I just want He-Man and Skeletor. You know, I don't want any of these crazy variations. I, d I just want the main dudes. But they had been in so many, you know, they were so long ago um, and, that you know, they, they hadn't actually been reissuing the originals um, that kids lost interest. So, you know, you, you obviously need, you know, a, an actual Venom. You don't want a, a kid to have to come in and buy a whole wave just to get a Venom figure. And so 
um, you know, like a Wolverine and a Captain America, someone's got to anchor the wave. But I'm I'm really giving um, Hasbro uh, a tip of the hat for thinking uh, outside the box and really trying to accommodate uh, as many collectors as they can. So, for example, when I found out that we were getting an Adam Warlock, um, you know, my initial thoughts are, oh, great, you know, I've already got the one from the Red Hulk wave and he'll, you know, he's perfectly fine for my collection. So they throw in a Magus head mm-hmm. and you get an entirely new character. And it's like, well, great, for those people who were really looking for, you know, a Warlock because they can't find the Red Hulk one, great, you're getting a Warlock. But for people like me who have him, we get a Magus. And I think that's that's absolutely fantastic. So for me, this character, the the, the sort of the Todd McFarlane Venom head, you know, went straight into um, the spares box and, you know, and I popped the um, the pork grind head on and, you know, I'm sitting here holding a pork grind and, you know, it's it's a win for me. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think you've got to give them mad props for those little touches that, yes. know, that, that make that a win instead of a, a boo. Um, yeah. And I definitely, I do get the McFarlane piece it, it, but like you have to really understand the reference to not go, well, this is weird. And actually, you know, one thing I think that does contribute to him looking so oversized is the the kind of weird tendril, like the the yeah. unmasking like, effect. Yeah, because when you say, yeah. I'm, I'm actually yeah. on the opposite. I find that that helps me visually than if I have his unmasked head with that off. I think that's when it looks big. Really? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm on the other end of it. Huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and again, I like the fact that they've tried to do something like the unmasking effect, you know, etc. I think that that that's cool. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, it, uh, as we were about to bridge into the build a figure, have we ever had a wave where the build a figure character is also a character in the wave? Well, Ooh. have we had that? With this wave yet? Well, you because well, <laughs> oh, the the thought clickens. Yeah, they're both called Venom. They may <laughs> both be called Venom, but uh, this is an Eddie Brock. Oh, this is Matt and the Scorpion. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Venom to me. It just feels like all Venom all the time. Love your work. Well, we just had, um, well, there there was, you know, we're not reviewing it tonight, but there was a Spider-Man wave that came with a Spider-Man figure and a Spider-Builder figure. Oh, (laughs) true. Yeah. 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 So it's it's potentially happened uh, in the run. Um, Probably a Hulk wave, I'm sure, at some point. Now, something that that I wanted to mention, because I I can't remember kind of seeing this before, is that the the torso of this builder figure actually comes in two pieces, um, and yes. I I wondered if that was simply to make the Spider Ham box look like it had more in it. Ah, uh, they <laughs> did do it with uh, Juggernaut. He was a split um, torso. Same with uh, the. Movie Hulkbuster, that was a split torso. So it, it is a trick they've uh, utilized a couple of times. Hmm, I, I used to work I, with my DCUC. Are they like, are they, do they, are they like that now? No, no, just back in the day. Yeah, I don't do know. I'm, I'm looking at separately? him. I don't remember that. 
but I'm old. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Juggernaut was in the same. I think that was Jean Grey. Yeah, both mm. pieces, but they were just separate to fit them into the package more than. Okay. So is this is this the last of the Venom variations? I mean, you know, Space oh, Venom, no, Flash no, Thompson. No, no, there was the Walgreens no, no. exclusive oh, Flash oh, Thompson. Ben. Oh Ben! Oh Who, no. no! How many others have worn there's, the black black many, symbiote? There's there's many many more. To, uh, I mean, you've oh, got uh, Howard Down, Mac Gargan symbiote. Like, yeah, we're not even through the Mac Gargans yet. You've got Mac Gargan with his tail. Uh, you've got Venom the Madness when he started sprouting all the different heads. You've got She Venom. Oh, uh, oh, oh the pain! So many. We could do a whole other wave, Ben. I'm suddenly all nauseous. Just venoms. Oh, I gotta go now. Eminem Venom. Have that. Um, <laughs> our our new assistant Leon um, has just posted a picture in our Slack of the Juggernaut torso packaged as one piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think cool. he likes you very much, Eddie. He wants to prove you wrong all the time. Yeah. But anyway, he's look. He's a millennial, so he won't last long. He'll want to raise or. Our promotion, or my parking spot, or something, and then he'll 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 leave. It's all fine. I have let him know what happened to our last intern that we accidentally starved him to death. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Episode four hundred's coming, Leon. <laughs> That's what you, you gotta know, tell I, somebody. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time I've ever. I haven't really kind of played with this figure much. I kind of put him together and then put him aside and. You know, this is one of the best builder figures that I never wanted. Yeah, you're, you're so right. I, because you, I, I seriously was like, what? Another Venom builder figure, blah, blah, blah. But this is, you know, one that I'm like, oh, oh but actually, <laughs> he's kind of cool. Um, he is. He is. I love the, um, again, we've got this whole kind of pearl paint going on and there's uh, all this purple coming through which wasn't really obvious before uh it's actually quite um, amazing and i mean you know again there's a lot of sculpting going on here and i am sort of going how much of this can be reused i mean you look at those this guy's got some serious thighs on him and there's some some crazy veins happening and obviously the feet um are going to be done to death but um i'm just kind of wondering you know where where we can reuse these uh these arms and uh, and thighs, etc. Just take off the uh, white spider, and you've pretty much got ultimate venom. Oh god, oh, I was hoping amazing. you know there was an, an, a non-venom <laughs> answer here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, like you said, those uh, the feet with mm. the um, claws that mm. that can we'll definitely see those again. Um, yeah. So I I like the the head. I think that. I mean, it's, we've got a hinged jaw and the prehensile tongue, but it's not like... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's something I, I really like about this. Explain to me who this actually is, sorry. Uh, so this is the scorpion, Matt Gargan, who acquired the suit uh, when Eddie Brock had a uh, brain tumor. So it basically got sold at a supervillain auction, and he was the one who picked it up, and he sort of really let loose with the uh, symbiote. So he was. This was Spider-Man in 
uh, the Dark Avengers, if you ever remember oh, seeing yes. like images yeah. of that. With uh, yeah. so that that wasn't Eddie Brock in the suit; that was uh, Mac Gargan here. Okay, I which, remember. Uh, you I... can generally tell the different. The key in uh, telling the difference is he's the two legs on the spider um, kind of branch up over his shoulders, than having all the legs go under the armpits. Uh, there is sort of the main style difference. Yeah, uh, I, know, I noticed straight away. Yeah, yeah. Dark Avengers was one of those <laughs> Marvel crossovers that like interrupted every book I was reading at the time. Yeah. I was just like, man, come on. Like the um the Ms. Marvel solo series that was happening at the time that oh, I can't remember who was writing it, but it was uh, Aaron Lepresti drawing it. And no, I that was a fantastic. Uh, Brian Reed? Yes. That that was such a fantastic series and then the whole Dark Avengers thing just screwed it up. That, that was really disrupted too, because that, uh, for those that don't know, they literally changed the main character. On yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what? Why? No. I, I, I do really like, I gotta say, I really like the way they've sculpted the head. So if you've got it, um, the head like almost facing down as far as you can, the jawline sort of. Uh, sinks into his pecs, and it looks like he's just his head's just emerging out of his shoulders. What, are you saying uh, that your jawline doesn't animal. sink into your pecs? Why is this not all? <laughs> okay. um, but also, you could push the head up so it's almost as if he's looking directly up, and then push the ad, ab crunch down as far as you can, and you have sort of a hunchback venom there as well, which is an, another sort of great venom pose. So, I, I do like the thought about different ways in which you can uh, pose this head and have it look like it's just emerging uh, out of areas, which is the way Venom's often drawn and depicted as being sort of a bit hunchy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it and kind of – I think that there's a lot of effort put into it because, you know, we you think, go back to good old Space Venom, if ever there was a phoned-in, you know, we don't, there's no money for tooling this round guy, <laughs> you know. Um, Build a figure, and uh, why? But yeah, I, I have nothing meaningful to say other than like I like this, <laughs> and it does work. He's still a popular character. I've probably seen more people looking for builder figure pieces for this guy than any other builder figure this year. This seems to be the one uh, that most people are looking to complete huh. uh, and have, which is amazing because it's. It's been ones like I thought Apocalypse would probably have taken that crown uh, this year. But, uh, yeah, I, I do feel like this is the guy most people have been trying to finish. This um, wave got surprising distribution in Australia. I, I Obviously, it had the movie uh, Yeah, he was everywhere. It, but, I, you know, it was kind of one of those ones that the first time I saw it in person, I was like, oh, amazing. And uh, they, then – there was a moment where carnage was hard to find and whatever, but then suddenly it was like, it was everywhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how <laughs> things often seem to go here is, uh, remember when people were going nuts over the original infinity war wave? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. Or the all father wave. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> it's still, literal, I it's mean, often, this, yeah. Hawkeye it, still haunts the pegs now. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of uh, kind of regular places that I check where there's still all father stuff hanging around. Um, like, yeah, man, you know. I 
I, I think there's almost a rule that the more crazier um, Australian Marvel Legends fans go trying to get these things at retail, the more <laughs> peg warmy they're going to be mm-hmm. uh, by the end. Yeah. If you can resist the FOMO, you, you don't need to pay crazy prices for this stuff. But there's, it's a fine line. You never know when suddenly something becomes impossible to find. You know, like I've yeah. been, I, yeah. I mean, not, not Marvel Legends related but there's something that has sat in one of the shops that i uh go to for quite a long time that i've thought "Mm, one day when there's nothing else to grab i'm gonna grab that and the last time i went and i was like oh no it's gone and then suddenly i looked on you know tried to find it and i can't find it for double the price of what it was sitting there and now i'm like oh why did i do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it and so then I really logically consoled myself by spending as much on something else. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I have a <laughs> And you're still missing out on the original yeah. thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm oh. going on the eBay save search now. Yeah. Well, that was the uh, Venom wave. What do you guys say we take a quick break and then we'll come back with uh, possibly the greatest character ever uh, in <gasps> his own wave? Phantom? Uh, what? Is it? Yep. <laughs> if your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. So Deadpool is soon coming back for another round of the movies, so why not have him back for another round of Marvel Legends? Now we will be taking a look at the second, that's right, Right, second Deadpool wave (sighs) we have gotten this year. Uh, So to honour everyone's favourite character, we have six (sighs) figures that combine into a build a figure, starting off with uh, the time-travelling man with giant guns, uh, which you would think would be Cable being a Deadpool wave, but uh, no, it's Bishop. Isn't it Gary Coleman? It's Gary Coleman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, yeah. If you if you don't get that reference, Google Gary Coleman Electric Company. Oh, okay. Um, Seriously, now, we'll wait. Scotty, go do it. Oh, okay. Hold no, on. no, you got to go do it. You've got to do it. Is it disrespectful to Gary, the late Gary Coleman? No, it's it's just a picture of him when he was on the Electric Company when he wore a blue and yellow shirt and red bandana. Oh, bandana. I get it. Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't have to Google. I get it now. Yeah. 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 Um, if to me, look, this is a perfect example of a welcome redo, um, because that the buck that the uh, bishop was from 
Toy Biz was made on, I really didn't like. So I'm I'm sure Ben doesn't agree, but I'm glad to have this. I 100% agree with you. I think that original Bishop might be one of the worst of the Toy Biz uh, Marvel Legends days. Just a huge uh, sort of almost Hulk-like proportions uh, and, and really weird, like never really held the guns uh, that well and the just bulk of him also got in the way of articulation. It was just just not a great figure. And and not a great kind of head sculpt either. So, whereas I think this one is lovely. Fine. <laughs> You're such a poop. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. This is a, a huge uh, improvement on the original. And, you know, I mean, that goes for pretty much all the Hasbro figures. I think uh, the technology has come a long way since then, and, and they can actually do great things. Um, you know, I mean, Scotty, you and I are seeing that in the statue world as well with um, some of the things that Sideshow are, new, are now doing. So, look, it is a welcome return, and I, I, I think the original uh, uh, has been out for, you know, it does fall into that category of good sort of 10 years ago. And But, I mean, the, other, the old one's not hard to find. Um, it's not a, a particularly expensive figure. That's because it's because it's shit, yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> But you know, it, it it's still. I think they were giving him to... away at one point, like almost <laughs> literally. He, he was he was a peg warmer. Well, uh, the thing is, you know, I've had this stance uh, for forever now, and and that is that, um, you know, I don't care how shit the original figure was. I'll, I'll take a new character over a redo any day. Um, but I mean, this guy is you know he's aesthetically pleasing. Um, he's gigantic. I mean, you know, you you talk about how odd the other buckies but you know i don't know that i've seen too many human beings this big um in my life i don't know why they chose to go with such an enormous buck um i think what lets me down with with this i mean if this was a blank figure uh it would be very impressive to look at like if it was 3d sculpted i'd love to see the original sculpt but i don't know where all the the money has gone but what really lets it down for me is the lack of um highlighting um, you know, you've got all these you know, his belt for starters. Uh, then you've obviously got the holster for his gun, and and those kind of straps come up over his shoulders. They're around his biceps, etc. And they're just done in that cast yellow plastic with no uh, highlights of any kind. And I think it's um, I think it's a bit unfortunate that they didn't sort of put mm. a bit more effort. Particularly that there's a spot near his left shoulder that really looks like it was meant to have an X symbol uh, inside of it. It's just an empty circle. And it, it really <laughs> does feel like uh, paintwork was uh, purposely chosen not to be added on here. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Left shoulder. Is that yeah, the... Just near his left shoulder on the yellow bandolier the, where the gun holster is, there's just a blank circle uh, that could have easily had an X decal. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. What? Left shoulder. Near so it's not shoulder. on the left shoulder itself. It's near the left shoulder on the gun holster. Um, so not the, the where the gun goes in the holster, just at, towards the front of him, in between his shoulder and the red bandana. Yeah, it's uh, like a little, almost like a buckle kind of thing. But, I mean, look, you, you flip him around and that, 
that belt actually has a lot of detail. There's there's not just sort of um, you know various sized pouches. There's actually a couple of um, you know, and he's it's pretty much his left butt cheek. Um, there's a sort of a cylinder shape uh, sculpted into this this belt. So there's a lot of detail in those pouches. The um, you know the buckles, the clasps, all that sort of stuff, and it all looks really good. And I just think a, a little bit of a a wash or something would actually allow that to, to oh, yeah. pop uh, a yep. lot better. Um, I mean, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen leather, you know, this, this color. So his gun holster looks a, a bit awkward. And I mean, you know, once again, we've got that. I, I think Hasbro just needs to find a better way to apply um, a lighter color over a darker color. Because those stripes that sort of run down his left side um, over his torso and then over his left leg, you know, it's yellow painted over the blue and it just, it doesn't work. Like it, it's, it's yellow over pretty much any dark color doesn't work. Um, you know, as we found out with spider woman back in the day as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, visually, you know, he's a, he's a great looking figure and yes, he is a, a, a well executed update. I just, I don't know. I wish there had been a few more bucks just to, um, just to make him pop a bit more. Yeah. It's as much as I think he's an improvement over the original, uh, he's, potentially the weakest figure of this wave uh, for me. Because uh, I, I, I remember saying this with the Jim Lee Cyclops, like having the loose uh, pieces of plastic to um, sort of fill over holsters and that so it's not having to be sculpted on the bucks. Um, they do start to annoy me having a ton of loose pieces because you sort of just move the figure around and then everything gets out of whack a little bit. Yes. And, readjusting sort of his um, cuffed pieces on um, his arms there and spots like that. And, yeah, uh, so that, that stuff sort of irks me a bit. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've got to agree about the yellow uh, stripes. And we know yellow is a hard color, but still um, it is a – there's got to be a better way to do – that stuff <laughs> that's my only real gripe i i agree again the yellow uh, attachments could have used a wash um but i i kind of felt like this was a bit of a you know x-men cartoon um nod as well and that just the bright the bright colors and um it's just such an improvement over the um previous that i'll take it mm. Mm. who's next <laughs> So, speaking of improvements over the original, how could uh, you uh, go past them taking the pants off Deadpool with a casual Deadpool figure? So, this is pretty much literally just the Deadpool figure we got from the Juggernaut wave, uh, sans pants, and now with a uh, half-pulled-up uh, mask for your chimichunga-eating goodness and this is a weird one this feels like it's one of those running jokes like chimichongas uh where i feel it's more based on referencing other deadpool merchandise than it is the actual character <laughs> from uh the comics where i've seen a ton of collectibles uh use uh pantsless deadpool particularly with sort of white and pink uh boxer shorts on Whereas, like, I can barely remember him being without pants in the comics, let alone this particular look, which, if anywhere, it's from the Bongdazo rung, because that would be his style. But, 
Yeah, it's one of those things. So many, like, there's been pops with this, the Figma figure, the Nendroid, and a couple of other ones. This has been a common look that's turned up in merchandising. Uh, so it's, it, it is a bit of a weird reference, but I love how they did his little slippers. Yeah, that's the nice touch for me is him having these fluffy sick slippers with just one kind of dirty gray uh, sock on. So uh, as much as I, I don't think this is a comic reference figure, uh, I, I do like its uh, sort of abrasiveness and to the point that there's uh, these kind of weird collectible moose toys uh, at the moment. I mean, moose, the company, not the animal. Uh, and it's been like collectibles of blind bag collectibles of things you find in toilets. Uh, and they come with these little plastic toilets is the um, blind box. And I brought one of these on sale at the supermarket so I could give him a toilet to sit on <laughs> while he's here. Uh, in his underwear on my shelf. So uh, I've enjoyed posing him uh, and definitely people who do action figure photography seem to be getting a lot of use out of a pantsless Deadpool, but uh, he's probably one a lot of uh, casual fans could either take or leave. Yeah, uh, this is just like something I never needed to see or have to buy, seriously. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Blah. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I can I can see the humor in it. You know, it reflects the character. Yes, you know, Deadpool's very comical. Break the third wall, you know, ha ha, fourth wall, whatever it is. However many walls they needs to break. Um, I I'm trying to think of a, a wave where you know the main character was represented more than once and is not a builder figure. Um, so you know, we get two Deadpool's in this particular wave. Um, you know. I agree with Scotty. Like, while it's a humorous thing, I I never needed it. Um, I display the um, Juggernaut Deadpool in my collection, and I won't be swapping that out anytime soon. I'm not one of these people that needs 17 versions of Deadpool for every era that he's supposedly been in. But um, you know what? What actually spoils this figure for me is again that lack of detail. I mean, you know, the, the slippers are fun and, you know, they're well sculpted. It's quite hilarious. Ha ha. Yeah. He's got one sock on, etc. But then I look at the belt that he's wearing and you've got these brown pouches and these brown grenades and the grenades aren't, they're, they're kind of just hanging off the pouches. And, you know, I mean, I know we're reusing stuff here, but the fact that it all, it's all just sculpted as not sculpted, it's all um, cast in, in brown plastic. So the grenades are exactly the same color as the pouches, like not even uh, a slap of paint, like green paint or something on those grenades, just to differentiate them a little bit to me takes, takes me away from, from what I'm looking at. Uh, I think it looks really quite awkward. Um, and they've made some attempt to, um, uh, I guess, highlight, you know, his, his legs where he's got all this scarring, um, Etc. You know, from from his cancer affliction and whatnot. But I think it could have done with some more detail. So I don't know whether that was a choice because they didn't want to make it too gross. Um, but I think you know, again, what what's missing for me is just that little bit of extra detail that that would have made it pop. To be honest, I'm just kind of surprised they included the belt at all. I, I think it probably would have been easier for them to. Uh, sort of snip it off and 
yeah. uh, be done with it because like you don't get a gun that actually goes into the holster yeah. uh, either. It doesn't so sit well either. It actually sits. Yeah. It, you actually have to force it to sit properly. Otherwise, it sits right above his boxer shorts. You know, around his uh, you know his kind of stomach area. It's um quite bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it you know for the for the eddies of the world, it's great that you can get yeah. you know the the extra thing but for me you know no yeah <laughs> okay well if you don't like the deadpool figure there's always the deadpool figure oh, uh, yay the Woo! second what? figure that we get uh, in this wave is Deadpool in one of his various X-Men outfits uh, now i have heard a lot of people uh, sort of misrepresent this as being uh, Deadpool in his trainee X-Men outfit uh, from the second movie, which it's not at all. Uh, this comes from the Daniel Way uh, run where <laughs> it's uh, literally just him in the uh, yellow and black with the old uh, X-Men logo uh, from the 60s comics uh, printed on it. Uh, it, and it was a little bit ill-fitting, which is where you get the red lines uh, on his arms and uh, lower body is uh, sort of him, his other costume mean, meaning to be popping out from underneath there. Uh, so I, I do like uh, that it is a very different style. I, to be honest, though, really feel that this figure is a bit of a kit bash, uh, mm. probably a bit of a last-minute afterthought. I don't think the head necessarily works great on this uh buck it's just the basic deadpool head that came with uh the juggernaut wave uh he's got a ton of those little lucy pieces uh on him as i was mentioning with that cyclops figure that came out a while ago uh the gun is just that sort of weird laser gun we've seen repacked with deadpool figures uh for a while now uh, but much like Spider-Ham, the great standout piece here is we get a madcap head uh, of the Captain America and these days more uh, Deadpool villain madcap, uh, which was probably not a character we were looking to get anytime soon from Hasbro, but uh, it's a nice way to get him out. And uh, he was trapped in Deadpool's head for a while, so having <laughs> him come with Deadpool uh, it does work a bit uh if you are looking for a body uh to put him on and if you're like me a very bad customizer so just looking for something you can do a straight swap with uh i actually reckon the bat rock is probably the best body to use uh to put his head on to get as close as you can uh <laughs> to madcap but uh i do hope we get a proper madcap with all this frilly glory uh one day it's people are Rushing out to get that Batrock peg warmer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's um, like I this I again is one of those like it. I don't know. I I'm not sure. I'm sure the intent wasn't to kind of have this these figures that just kind of feel like placeholder figures. But you know, this is just stuff that like I would never buy in a million years if it, if I didn't really want the the builder figure. You know, like it so. Yep. Um, and, and yeah. I, I feel like maybe that like, yeah, this is really weird. This is like, I, I wonder honestly, if they like something happened with whatever they were planning to do and then they're like, Oh crap, what are we going to do? 
<laughs> I, I I think he's the cheap one of the wave to help uh, fund some other figures in that in the planning because uh, it's it's Deadpool Deadpool sells and I've seen a lot of people just picking up these two Deadpool uh, figures just because they are Deadpool basically <laughs> on the um, sites whenever someone has them up for sale or. Uh, someone's uh, just looking to either, you know, someone's who's just tried to build the builder figure. Um, so they put them up and still have these other uh, characters uh, from the wave up for sale. It is generally these Deadpool figures that go pretty quickly and early on. So there, there is a bit of demand there for it, but how much of it's for the character versus it actually being a great figure, um, that's, I think, where the debate lies. Yeah, I've got two comments on this figure. One is that the the madcap head is an awesome sculpt. Um, I love it. It's it's really it's fun. Uh, it looks great. The the hat on mine fits particularly well. It's quite snug. Um, I thought because it was so big that you know it might just sort of pop off and fall off all the time. Um, but again, it kind of makes me go gosh you know this head and hat you know it looks so awesome i really wish i had a body to put it on i don't know why they didn't just do a madcap um and you know just uh, i don't know but the other thing is those freaking boot tops like seriously they were they were shit on cyclops um but you know they keep falling down you've got to like jam them up against you know towards the knee to try and get them to stay on um you know, on the top of the boots. And, you know, as soon as you put the figure down, they drop down to the ankles again. I mean, they were crap, you know, six waves ago, and yet Hasbro continue to use it. Uh, I don't, you know, there's got to be a better way. And I shouldn't have to sit there and glue parts of my figures oh, to, to stop, those. you know. They're, they're, they are, they're, they're worse. That, that is like, I, I was going to say that if no one else said it, it was like, can these fleas just die? Like, <laughs> yes, you know, it's a stupid idea way. and it doesn't yeah. work, yet they're persisting with it. And and I think the fact that we see them so often means that there's a call for a boot, you know, like a, a part yes. like this that is actually sculpted on, you know, and because it, it's just ridiculous. It just, you know, I hate them. Yeah, not a fan. Mm. Uh, so how about we move away from uh, Deadpool and talk about Lady Deadpool? <laughs> <laughs> so she is the third Deadpool-themed figure for the wave. Uh, this is Wanda Wilson. She uh, is an alternate version of Wade Wilson from another dimension, uh, and she's part of the Deadpool core. Uh, basically, just Deadpool <laughs> if Deadpool was a lady. And so they've just <laughs> got the basic female buck here. Uh, we do get a new head sculpt uh, that's sort of a more petite uh, Deadpool head with a long blonde ponytail uh, coming out the back, just in case you couldn't tell she was a girl by her body. Uh, and she's got the uh, tube uh, katanas. Uh, there as well, as well as including a second uh, figure in the pack, uh, which is another Deadpool, and this is Headpool, uh, <laughs> aka uh, Zombie uh, Deadpool, who has been getting. He tends to get a lot of uh, 
toy love, and I'm surprised it's taken them this long to include him uh, with a figure because other companies have gotten around to him quicker, such as uh, uh, Sideshow or uh, Diamond Select and even Hasbro with their 12-inch uh, Deadpool figures. So uh, it is nice to uh, finally come him. Uh, and he has a little propeller head uh, hat, so he comes with a little floaty stand, so you can have him floating next to your uh, <laughs> Deadpool guys. So with the dog pool and squirrel pool announced in the writer set, I think it's just kid pool. Oh, no, and champion pool. Kid pool and champion pool are the last two we're waiting on to complete this team. Mm. Don't <laughs> care about the character, love the figure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, again, Universe Builder, great, goes on my shelf. Is she technically hero, villain, somewhere in between? I uh, should be hero as much as Deadpool, so hero. No, okay, so a villain then. All right. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, look, I, I think this is a pretty well-executed figure, and I think they managed to do it on the cheap, uh, um, you know, reusing the, the generic female buck. Uh, I like the fact that she actually comes with, you know, open sword holding hands and she doesn't have a, a really obvious trigger finger, um, you know, which has happened in the past. I mean, there's a couple of sort of bit bow, you know, with the uh, the brown pouches again uh, with no highlighting. Uh, probably the only awkward thing I find with this figure is the, the different coloured reds. So her, her midsection, so where her, you know, um, hips and, and belly button and everything is, um, is a different coloured red to her chest and her thighs. So I don't know whether they were just different batches of plastic during the manufacturing process. I thought at one stage one was kind of paint over, um, but that's actually not the case. Uh, and when they apply things like the black um, over the top of the, the, the red plastic, they use a, a template which they hold down and then airbrush over. And I just find that um, particularly on her sort of her shoulders and sort of upper and lower you know, it's not particularly clean on mine with the way they've actually airbrushed using that template. There's a bit of bleed um, going on. But um, but other than that, I, I, I think it's fun. And, you know, the addition of Headpool, um, I think they're the sort of pack-ins that really do um, you know, give fans that little sort of uh, that little kick. It's uh, it's neat. Uh, yeah, I think um, this uh, ponytail is going to see a lot of um, popularity with customizers. Yeah, um, yeah, because it's just a nice, um, you know, something different. So I can see that. Um, you know, this not that I think this is going to be a peg warmer, but something that people will like it you know it's good fun I, I again the um the leg holster slide on bits that don't necessarily stay on give me the pip but otherwise i have no complaints here <laughs> nice. uh i actually do have to one i am a little worried about that ponytail staying on in the long term uh, it is a soft sort of rubber and does seem to be weighted at the bottom. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that doesn't tear over time. And the other is, as much as I like Headpool, he seems a little on the small side uh, for me. Mm -hmm. I wish he was just a slight bit bigger. Uh, but I do like that they've included a ball peg on the inside there so you can put his uh, head on your different Deadpool figures and make a full-bodied uh, zombie Deadpool, uh, even though... Um, 
he, he generally hasn't had a body. He's more known for being without one, hence the name <laughs> Headball. Uh, now, going from uh, Lady Deadpool, uh, our next figure we have who actually had a blink and you miss it cameo in Deadpool 2 uh, is Omega Red, the Russian uh, super weapon uh, character who is a kind of another apology figure from the toy biz era. He was a guy, he was a better figure than um, Bishop, uh, but he was one that I still had a bit of similar issues to in terms of bulk and uh, sort of pieces uh, all over. Um, and this one's sort of a more simplified version. Uh, there's not a lot of great paint detail uh, on him, but uh, I, I do think the, the sculpt is, is well done. Definitely an improvement. Uh, I really like the old one. Uh, I was actually surprised that this guy was as big as he is. Um, I mean, I know the other Omega Red is a, a really big figure and he towers over everybody, but this guy is gigantic as well. Uh, you know, I I think, once again, we're just suffering from this same thing that Hasbro need to do where, you know, they're casting this plastic. Um, and I've got two different coloured reds here again, but um, I actually think it works okay. Like It's not um, taking me away from the figure. Uh, but the thing with mine, I don't know about you guys, but they forgot to paint the eyebrows on mine. Oh, no, mine's – I've got lovely, nice yellow eyebrows. No, I've got what? I've got white eyebrows. I wondered why he looked really plain, and I was staring and staring and staring and went, oh, they forgot to paint his eyebrows. Oh, that's a shame. Well, yeah, I'm sure I can handle that in the customising department. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's all right. Like, you know, great head sculpt, nice little sort of ponytail, which, you know, possibly they can reuse. One thing I do really like over the the original one is the original one just sort of had the sentinel uh bendy wire uh tendrils it's carbonadium coils yeah. whereas these ones you do sort of have a couple of different display options there's different lengths and they sort of plug in and out uh as if they're coming out of his forearm properly rather than just plugging into a uh, random hole there which uh i i do like much better uh yeah. on this guy it's actually kind of cool that you come with the two different choices. So you, you know, actually being able to choose whether you want them, you know, partially extended or fully out and uh, and, and, and in use um, is a nice uh, a nice touch because one of the things on the old figures those those coils are actually pretty unwieldy. So you've got to be careful mm. how you pose him that you're not inadvertently knocking down other figures. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, uh, it, it is a nice update, but, again, it's not a figure that I was uh, – a character that I was asking for. I, I do like how they've done his shoulder armour. We'll see that again. Mm. And uh, the last character uh, for the single release of the wave uh, is Wolverine. But when I say that on an audio podcast, you might be thinking of a different character to the one I'm talking about. I'm talking – about uh, Laura Linney, a.k.a. X-23. The Wolverine, yep. the girl one. Yeah, which is from uh, local Melbourne writer Tom Taylor's 
And it's uh, Laura Kinney, right? Because Laura, Laura Linney's an actress. Laura Kinney, sorry. Yeah, Laura, Laura Linney, Kinney, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I, so, yeah. I just saw her in a Ninja Turtles movie. I've probably got it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, it's interesting uh, that we, we get her hot on the heels of yeah. her X-Force outfit. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we complained for so long that the Toy Biz one was such a crap figure with her gigantic head uh, Etc. It was a, a really, really poor figure, um, and, and then they finally get around to doing a new one, and then there's another one hot on the heels of that one. And I mean, Tom Taylor's um, title is fantastic, and it's a shame that they actually had to sort of relaunch it. But um, he's continuing to write her in uh, X Men Red. And I, I think with the uh, Logan movie last year, this character's gained uh, a lot of popularity. Yeah, come through. So whether that's uh, helped get her a few more releases, I am a bit disappointed that they're both been in Deadpool waves where uh, they do seem to use Deadpool to get more X Men characters out there. Uh, <laughs> where I, I just I you know Deadpool's uh, a whole world onto himself, and uh, there's lots of Deadpool supporting cast characters that we're yet to get which would be nice, but uh, I actually really like this figure, particularly the unmasked head sculpt I think is fantastic. And I really like the way her hair sits on her shoulders and uh, it, it is a bit of a neutral look, but there is also like an anger behind the eyes. They've, they've really sort of captured bits of emotion there, despite the look uh, being a bit plain. Uh, I also like the masked head sculpt, and I know it is comic accurate, but there's something about the lighter blue on the mask that just doesn't really click for me uh, in the 3D. I, I almost wish they went off book a little bit and had it be more the classic black on the mask. You know, I this was the figure I was most looking forward to um, from the wave uh, in terms of the the single figures, um, and I, I'm honestly disappointed. I was really enjoying Tom Taylor's run. I think what he has done with uh, with Laura and also with you know with Honey Badger is fantastic. Uh, and, and I was conflicted as to whether I would display this figure over the uh, the X Force version. And you know the the sculpt on that. Um, the you know both portraits actually work really well. I think the flowing hair on the masked one and and the um, the more relaxed hair, um, you know, on the unmasked one is really good. But the execution of the figure for me has just not worked. I, I think I mean she's one of the things I've heard complaints about with Laura for people who have followed her since her introduction is originally she was actually meant to be made out of someone in her very teens and then quite rapidly they kind of aged her up and, and she became um you know an adult uh and that sort of took away from that kind of innocence but the way this figure is executed um you know the cast blue plastic is is so cheap looking um looking at her shoulders down through the forearms etc it just looks cheap and nasty and then of course we've got the tragedy that is again painting the yellow over a darker color the way they've tried to paint the yellow on her boots um on that sort of piping around the top of her boots and down the front uh it's just it's crap and then her thighs where they've definitely painted the yellow over the blue is is such uh, a poor effort that it doesn't actually match the yellow um, of her torso or even of her hips at all. So from a distance, 
aesthetically, it's a great looking figure. Like the the buck works really well. The head sculpt's great. Everything's really good until you get it up close, and then that that cast blue and shitty yellow just uh, yeah, that's it yeah. looks bad. It does not bear a close inspection. Um, like you know, no. I, I agree when you look at look at it. Yeah, it's a fine it's a fine sculpt. Um, the the paint has really let this one down. Faux show mine the the paint on the yellow piping, which is sculpted, but that's just it's it's awful. Uh, yeah, and I think we're also at the mercy of having to, you know, like you said before, Scotty, you know, that fear of missing out. So I'm going to pre-order this wave in case it doesn't turn up at, you know, the mass market um, retail stores, uh, which this way didn't. Mm. So we are lucky that we did sort of get in when we did. Um, but you also don't have the luxury of taking one or two or three off the pegs and comparing them and taking the one with the better paint. So, you know, you kind of get what you get and, uh, yeah, you don't get upset. But yeah. you know, I'm upset. I'm disappointed. So I'll, I'll still be displaying the X Force one on my shelf. Hmm. Look, I mean, I I think it is a. I like the. Oh, sorry. One thing I had wanted to do but didn't get a chance to was actually do a size comparison of this to the the um, X Force one. Are they the same height, or are they? Because this feels so small to me. I don't know. My X Force one's up on my shelf now. Um, yeah, actually, so is mine. Yeah, I like the fact that this is a smaller buck, um, and hope that we can see it used again. But she's very short. Mm. Uh, one thing that was a bit of a jump on the X Force ones is she has the foot uh, blades. Mm-hmm. Isn't this one which are nice and uh, but yes. uh, potentially. Uh, lost before you open it item, so be very careful <laughs> taking her out of the plastic. Yeah, I can see some boil and pop going on as well to swap those feet over so that the X-Force one has them as well. Yes, yeah. And the man himself, oh, I guess it's a man. <laughs> yeah, so Hooray! the... The builder figure that uh, me and Scotty have had a bit of a back and forth over uh, name pronunciation. Uh, or I've pronunciation, always just taken it. yeah. 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 <laughs> As, uh, <laughs> potato, tomato. Um, <laughs> I've just always taken it uh, to be very much uh, Sauron. Uh, but it could potentially be read as a pun as well as Sauron, uh, since he is a dinosaur, which he's actually not. He's a pterosaur, so, uh, but I guess they both have Sauron it, so I don't know who I'm getting angry at here. <laughs> uh, well, so I did ask Leon to look into this, and I do uh, believe that Sauron may be correct. Um, so, wow. Uh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, but uh, one thing that's not disappointing is this figure himself. I think it's safe to say uh, he's uh, one of the most popular figures it seems to be uh, of the year by people. Uh, but what do my favorite people feel about this guy? Okay. You know, uh, Sauron is a character that I have been moaning about for a long time. Uh, you know, when we get uh, things like Space Venom, 
which mm. I just, you know, I I was getting mine from overseas and I traded off the builder figure pieces before they even arrived. So I never even got Space Venom in my hands. Mm. Uh, and I've complained for a long time, you know, why don't we get characters like Sauron? And, you know, and now that he's here, uh, he's fucking magnificent. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I thought you were leading up to complain about it, and I was just gonna go go to bed, Grandpa. We'll, let, let, we'll take this over now. <laughs> this is gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's amazing. You know, I, I would never have thought that they could repurpose you know that crappy lizard figure. Yeah. Um, to 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 pull this off, and uh, it's exceeded my expectations. It's so. Uh, oh, I can't get the right word. Toyetic. Well, generous. I was going to say, like, you know what? It's not more than generous, but this is like, just th- there's so much, you know. And um, the 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 wings are magnificent. Um, you know, the fact that we've got the extensions, um, you know, that they've really gone all out with this, and um, it is it's remarkable. I, my wings, I have found a tiny bit difficult to keep together. Um, yes, th- because the snap on. Uh, like so, for for those playing at home, the arm pieces have the the first layer of wings sculpted on them, and then you snap on the extensions. And I have found one of my snap ons a little bit tricky to kind of hmm. keep on. Um, yeah, I pose mine, and they they just pop off. So I'm constantly sort of pressing them back together. I'm very lucky. I haven't had any issues at all uh, with mine in that regard. Uh, mine's been more the head. My my head is the most prone to uh, uh, popping off, but I think really? I've got it on a good wicket now. Yeah. Oh, see that that noise was a wing piece falling off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the tail too. The, the tail can come off um, a little bit easier on mine, but uh, the wings uh, I'm actually really impressed with is the engineering and how well they fold into themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can get lots of po- like the wings really don't hinder the posing uh, at all, and with just simple adjustments, uh, it can constantly look like his whole uh, leathery side of the wing is still connected, no matter what kind of posing you get there yeah. uh, and into, which is uh, fantastic and an incredible uh, detail because it could easily just be. Ah, uh, yeah, you move it. There's going to be a bit of gap there, but uh, that's something you deal with. Whereas, yeah, uh, this guy tends to hold it all very well. It's it's just a, a beautiful sculpt. I think it's mm. it's all just come together so well. Like obviously the wings, um, you know, have that great kind of leathery uh, feel. The you know the holes showing that poor old Carl's been through a bit of a uh, bit of a battle or two uh, is impressive. But then just that head. Um, ha- has just come off really, really well. And, you know, if, if we have uh, had some additional funding for, for paint apps, I think they've used them here because the, the range of colours in the airbrushing of the wings, etc. cetera, uh, it, it's all just come together beautifully. I'm really quite impressed. I don't know that there's anything they could have done to, to improve this. No. The, the head is amazing. Um, yeah. And... Really, mine at least has got a really strong like center of balance. Uh, that because sometimes with something that is quite big like this, it can be a bit unwieldy and therefore hard to pose. But um, this to me, you know, it kind of stands up really easily and it's not topple prone, which I like. Yeah, 
Mm. And, I, and I had a good play too. Like I was really bending those knees to get him into and uh, and obviously the ankles as well to get him into a squatting position um, to see if I could then sort of fold in the wings by his side and have that kind of uh, perched look as if he's, you know, sitting atop something and he hasn't yet, you know, launched uh, launched himself forward. And, and there was a great range of movement through the legs. I, it really is um, a lot of fun just, the, you know, the I guess the – um, you know the 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 action you can get from this figure. It must be uh, great for the the toy photographers. I love it's it. Got me, yeah, really excited to uh, think what might be coming uh, uh, with the level of engineering that's gone into him. Uh, I, I I really like when it's sort of lesser known characters as well get this sort of attention because I feel like. There's a lot more uh, Sauron fans out there uh, now because this figure is so good than there was before and mm. it really gets attention on characters that, you know, might not be appearing in films or anything like that at the moment and might uh, potentially have people going like, oh, I, I want to know more about this guy, so I'm going to go pick up some Neil Adams comics or uh, something like that. And I, I, I love that sort of stuff, so... Uh, it gets me excited. Yes, good times. I approve. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's seriously in contention for figure of the year for me. Oh yes. Oh, big talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I like it and on a happy note like that. It's good because uh, that's all our figures done. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. Very good. good. Uh, well, uh, I don't think we have any feedback uh, oh, tonight. We do. We do. We do. Yes, <laughs> I'll share. It. Oh, quick, I know. Quick. I know. Because I couldn't be bothered. Um. I'm, so I shall read it out right now. We don't even yes. have to have a break. Can you cope? <laughs> yep. Let's Amazing. do this. <laughs> we, so this is an email from Fleur, and she says. Episode 335 was a perfect example of why I love the Fab podcast. Now, I think she either meant this Fab podcast or are correct from AFB turned it into Fab. But we agree. We are. <laughs> we, we, we accept that. Yeah, thank you, Fleur. Um, the diversity of items you cover is so entertaining. I love the Disney review. So this is where um, Ben and I broke down the um, Funko Disney uh, Saturday yes, yes. afternoon, um, or not Saturday afternoon. What am I talking about? Disney afternoon uh, figures. I said I love the Disney review, and I had to run out and find these after listening. Keep up the great work from Fleur. Thank you, Fleur. <laughs> Hooray! Aww. Yay! Very nice. Very Amazing. nice. Yeah, very sweet. Yeah, we are. So many toys. Oh my gosh! I so I opened these plus my other waves that we haven't reviewed. Yes, plus a couple of. Extras, and then I was like, "Sorry, recycling bin. Uh, sorry." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. uh, yeah I, I had one of those weeks where it was just like four of these waves in at once, and yeah, the recycling bin and copped it. Plus all the <laughs> other things that have been sort of coming. I like. I'm expecting the Sentinel box, and ah, it's going to be. Uh, I love it. Uh. <laughs> Squeak it. <laughs> 
guys so uh thank you for joining us once again if you have your own feedback you can send it to us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out on the show but uh for this episode uh i think we're done so uh thank you for joining me guys and good journey see you next time good night nerds the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Tonight, for our discussion topic, we break down the uh, five. I don't have that wave. Sorry.